Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Radio's Open for Business, and this is going to be a fun one. I have with me today, Laura A. Davis, and she's with Laura A. Davis and Associates. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be here this afternoon. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about uh, your work. Who do you serve and what do you do? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, We've been in business now since 1995. So that's quite a long time. Have seen lots of changes. And today our, our work is more important than ever. What we really do is help leaders be more emotionally intelligent and more agile in today's world. And we certainly can do that virtually. And then we really focus on building cohesive teams. People are on teams at least 60% of the time or more these days. And now the fact that they're operating virtually and in remote uh, ways, it makes it even more challenging. But basically everything we do is helping organizations be healthy as well as smart strategically. So that's really developing the right kind of culture to uh, really be productive and effective in today's world of work. Now, uh, now that a lot of people are working remotely rather than face-to-face, are there different challenges when you're trying to um, kind of be empathetic and be emotionally uh, available? Yes, that's a great question. Even before the events of the past few months, there have been some macro trends that have been driving virtual collaboration. Um, Technology certainly is requiring us to change the way that we work. It puts pressure on all of us to keep up. Um, It's interesting because there's so much global collaboration and and a flattening of organizational structures. Uh, People are now working on teams with people from different countries, from different cultures, operating in different time zones. So that's more complex. They're dealing with a more diverse uh, workforce. And then I mentioned that the changes in the organizational structure uh, were really moving away from traditional hierarchies to more of a matrixed, networked kind of organizational structure. And so that really requires a lot of communication, collaboration, and speed. And now that we're all working remotely, we really have to be intentional about being more human than ever, really thinking about how to communicate. You mentioned being more empathetic. It's interesting because we do executive coach leaders and, and mid-level leaders, and we do training and you know corporate culture change. And these leaders many times are used to driving for results. And sometimes being empathetic is a challenge. So we work on that mindset and skill set quite a bit, actually. <laughs> So now, are there a cha- is there a different kind of challenge when you're uh, coaching a client uh, over video or over the phone as opposed to face-to-face where you can kind of judge by body language, maybe they're leaning in, leaning backwards, arms crossed, like things that maybe are, are different, uh, different cues you're getting through the phone or through video than you would be in person? Yes. Yeah, that's a great question. The good news is Zoom and other platforms 
allow you to to see people. And my team and I have been working virtually as coaches for, for many, many years. So this isn't new to us. There are still many things you can pick up in someone's tone of voice. And actually, there are some advantages to coaching and, and, and working remotely in that you don't have to deal with traffic or, you know, getting in and out of the building and that kind of thing. So it really requires a heightened focus. Now, that's my team and myself. We've been doing this a long time. But to, to answer your question more directly, I think many times the leaders are now challenged with picking up on these nuances when they're working with their teams. And one of the things we coach people to do is make sure that they do check in with people personally and allow time for that. This is not the time to be overly efficient. It's the time to really be exceedingly human and recognize that people have all of these new distractions now with pets at home and children at home. And uh, maybe they don't have an office set up that is conducive to really working effectively. It varies because some of my clients have been virtual for many years and others, this is a brand new work environment for them. So it really uh, spans a, a broad spectrum there. Now, are, how are you counseling your clients when it comes to this level of uncertainty when a lot of the employees maybe are looking to the leader to have a game plan or to have, you know, some sort of a roadmap for what's ahead? And in today's world, it's obvious that no one there, everyone's roadmaps out the window yeah. at this point. Um, so yeah. the leader is going to be more vulnerable and ha has to maybe show emotions in a way that's different than they have in the past. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that because one of the key skill sets that's always been needed, but more than ever before is, is building trust. And, and you mentioned vulnerability and I work quite a bit with a program and a, a assessment based learning experience that's called the five behaviors of a cohesive team. And it's based on the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, written by Pat Lencioni. And I'm an authorized partner for Wiley. And Wiley only goes to market through authorized partners like myself, independent business owners, uh, coaches, trainers, consultants, etc. And so we spend a lot of time helping leaders and teams learn to build trust quickly. And one of the key things is to be vulnerable and be willing to admit when um, they don't have all the answers and, and being willing to admit if they need help. And, and that's not something we've been taught as children. We were taught to be team members by just being nice or, you know, we had, uh, you should know that kind of culture. And so it's, it's common that people uh, tend to want to hide their flaws and not challenge uh, the status quo and, and try and achieve consensus. And a leader sometimes, because they might think it appears stronger to feel like they know the answers, can come across as being insensitive and, and out of touch. So what I coach people to do is, you know, say what they know. Uh, we're going to work with them to develop uh, a rallying cry and a, a, a you know, work uh, motto basically for the team to get something accomplished and everyone participates in that. So everybody has 
a voice, which really contributes to buy-in and clarity. But you can't pretend you know all the answers and you need to be willing to say, you know, we don't know, but you're going to have a voice and, and we're all going to co-create this together. And together, we're going to be focused on this goal and not let ourselves get overly distracted by trying to predict the future. Now, how are you um, helping your clients navigate this uncertainty in terms of innovation? Uh, some people's business plans yeah. are out the window and that they can't yeah. do, even if they'd like to, they couldn't do what they used to do. And um, some of yeah. them are, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people. Some of them are saying, I'm going to just wait this out and then I'll pop my head out yeah. in a few months and then see what's what. And then others are like, look, we're going to figure this out. We Yesterday, we couldn't do ABC, but today we can do DEF. And then we're going to just try to find a market for that. Exactly. Yes. Well, uh, the latter is obviously preferable. And I think it's a very natural reaction to want to hunker down and sort of hide, but that's not productive. And, and it is much more productive to be looking for the opportunity and while that sounds trite almost, uh, there will be amazing opportunities for innovation and uh, opportunities to work in brand new ways that we can't necessarily envision yet. And there are a lot of other macro trends, such as artificial intelligence, and, and really it's going to change the talent landscape significantly. I, I do believe there will be more flexible working arrangements, even when we quote unquote go back to work. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, most of my clients currently have have obviously been impacted, but they just really need to think about creatively what's the most important next thing we can do to serve our clients. And depending on who their customers are, that there's a different answer, right? Um, you have companies who are struggling with uh, keeping their workers safe if they're first responder type organizations, but there are other organizations uh, more in the majority in terms of my client base, which are just trying to figure out what does this new normal look like and, and where do we want to focus our, our any energies and uh, attention for the, for the foreseeable future. Now, what advice would you give to young people that are maybe now just getting into the workforce and this is a different workforce than maybe they went, you know, several years in college for? Mm, yes. Interesting. Well, I, again, am a passionate believer in, in emotional intelligence and really understanding yourself. So the first piece of that is self-awareness. And that's why I love... Uh, the everything disc assessment and the five behaviors. And we also have a total talent management tool called PXT Select. And that helps people, all of them help people see what their natural strengths are and what their challenges are and what they need to do differently to be more effective in a variety of situations. I did not learn of these tools until I was 15 years into my career. So one of the things I think would be fabulous for newer workers to seek out really at any stage of the employee life cycle is, you know, what, what is it that I'm really good at? Where do I need to improve? How can I develop myself and manage myself <laughs> so that I can be more 
agile and adaptable and flexible in a variety of situations. And I can communicate what my ideas and thoughts are effectively. And again, that comes back to developing a corporate culture where that is received. Uh, I've been working for many years and in a traditional hierarchy, sometimes it's not safe to speak up and share a dissenting opinion. So many times I'm coaching senior leaders you know, do your best to be open to these new ideas, because even if they're not fully baked or they may not be exactly actionable, there's probably a, a grain of a good idea in there. And you want to encourage that kind of thinking and, and innovative flexibility. Now, how has GWBC impacted uh, your firm and your you personally? Hmm. Well, I have been relatively, uh, well, I joined many years ago, and I've been a women-owned uh, a WeBank company for the past three years, and I had an opportunity to go to the conference in Baltimore last year, and it was a really wonderful experience meeting other women business leaders and, and learning about uh, different industries. I happen to be a voracious learner, and so I, I study a lot of different, um, I follow a lot of different people, professional associations and so forth. But I think, again, the connections that you make through an organization like GWBC are, are, are invaluable, especially in today's world. And, and that's really what I've gained is, is meeting and, and um, being able to collaborate with some amazing women leaders. And it sounds like uh, in your work and uh, philosophically that you realize the importance of relationships and service and helping people get the the outcome they desire. Do you have any advice for the women-owned businesses out there to get involved with an organization like GWBC? Yes, I think it's 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 great. And you hit the nail on the head. I um, I'm glad that you could discern that. But yes, I think it's very very important to have effective relationships, connections. Sometimes we have well, we all have blind spots, and sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. And and it's really helpful to have uh, a network of people and and be able to mastermind with people who might have a unique perspective that could be really valuable for you. So uh, yes, I would for sure encourage participation and hopefully we'll all be able to do that face to face before too long. Now, before we wrap, do you have any kind of uh, pieces of actionable advice for that person that's now dealing with a remote team for the first time ever? And uh, they want to make sure that they are staying attuned to what uh, emotionally where their team is at. Is there something, some low-hanging fruit that this uh, leader can be doing uh, or paying attention to? Yes. I think the main thing to, to think about is building trust and, and making sure that you are vulnerable and open to suggestion and that you are really clear uh, about involving people in the process of, of decision making and that you encourage and engage in, in productive conflict. Um, so those are two key things right there. And I said it earlier, I'll, I'll say it again, it's just really reach out and, and understand yourself and others 
from a more human perspective. And, and that's why some of the tools we use like DISC and the five behaviors and so forth can be so valuable because it gives scientifically measured you know, data to validate what you might know about someone else. And it's very, very useful to appreciate that people see the world in very different ways. They're not acting the way they're acting to make your life miserable or because there's something wrong with them. They just bring something to the table. We all have our, our strengths, our emotional intelligence strengths. And if we know that, then we can work with our strengths and, and mitigate some of our challenges and, and just be that much more effective when we're working together on a team. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation and, and maybe take their um, emotional intelligence to a, a higher level, what's the best way to get a hold of you and your team? Absolutely. So what I would recommend is they join our community. So you can go to www.lauraadavis.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-A-D-A-V-I-S.com. Someone got the main name first, real estate agent in in Texas, lauradavis.com. So remember the additional A. Um, And you'll see a pop-up and sign up for our community because, um, in fact, this this Wednesday, I'm facilitating a a webinar on why cohesive teams are more effective than ever. I'm going to be doing one on Agile EQ and and how to really understand that whole concept uh, in a couple of weeks. So you'll get on our list and feel free to email me or just give me a call. It's laura at lauraadavis.com. And I'd love to have a conversation with anybody and, and help them see what their next best step might be. Good stuff, Laura. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, once again, that's lauraadavis.com for more information. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you. It was my pleasure. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you again next time on GWBC Radio.